Welcome back to the 2022 NFL season. Honestly, for the last, what has it been, five days since the season started, I don't think a smile has left my face. It is unbelievable. As I get older, 33 years old, every single year that the NFL begins in September, I just get happier and happier and happier. That first Thursday when it comes around Man, is so It's good, so eh? good. It's so good. I'm literally stopping my life for NFL games now. And so then I'm thinking about like, what is 25 years from now going to look like? Because mm -hmm. 10 years ago, it was not nearly the addiction that it is today. So in 25 years, maybe I have a kid or two. Yeah. Maybe they're 15. Maybe they have a basketball game. Maybe they have a baseball game. Maybe they really want to watch the Yankees game on TV. There is no goddamn chance. Mm -hmm. Nope. I am doing anything other than watching NFL football. Football is king, man. Especially and the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, there's a lot of teams I do not give a shit about. And we were just talking about the primetime games are just, are just, it's a production. It's so much fun. Especially when there's good teams playing. Like the first game of the year was Buffalo and the uh, Bills and Rams, right? And those are two teams that a lot of analysts are picking to be like in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's really, really cool to watch those games. When, it, when it's like a Jets and Dolphins game, it's really easy to miss those ones. But I'm, I'm appreciating more the freak athletic ability of the humans that are in the NFL. And it's really like Josh Allen is a good example. He's very entertaining to watch. Oh my God, yeah. And he plays football like a little kid. Like he stiff-armed some guy. Yeah. <laughs> you saw that play? I saw that play. And yeah. he just got up laughing and he like not, it's funny to watch different guys' reactions too. Like Jamal Adams, when he makes a big hit, he's like in the guy's face yelling at him. Mm -hmm. And Josh Allen is almost like, oh, I just embarrassed you, you know, jo like laughing. Josh Allen reminds me a lot about with George Kittle. So he's just like having fun out there, just bumping guys, laughing in guys' faces, Dude, right? He looks like he's having so he's much fun. He's talking trash, yeah. And he just makes the game look so easy. Like you feel bad for the defense on drives. Like, are they going to stop him? No. It's, no. He's too good, man. They looked very good. I'd say out of week one, the Bills... And the Chiefs looked the most impressive yeah. to me. The Chiefs without Tyreek Hill are still doing it, eh? They picked up a few young guys, a few young receivers. Still got Travis Kelsey, and they're still going to be good, man. Mahomes. You know whose young receivers did not look good? The Green Bay Packers. Real. Aaron Rodgers lit them up in the post-game interview, too. Mm -hmm. Did you see that? Yeah, talking about drops and all yeah. that shit. Yeah. He's like, there's a lot of stuff they got to figure out. And it was always there, right? Rogers is an interesting guy. One of our, one of our good friends is a big Packers fan, and Rogers has been there what fourteen oh years, like yeah. a long time. He's late thirties, thirty eight, something like that. And uh, he's just never liked him. The personality, I guess, he just doesn't like. And it's interesting. You would never hear. I mean, we're going to talk a lot about Russell Wilson, but you never hear Russell Wilson in a post game interview saying they. They got to figure their shit out. They got to watch more film. They got to practice more. They got to run more routes and practice. You know, like you never hear. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know Patrick Mahomes that well. Uh, you never, ever hear Peyton Manning say that. Just calling out individual guys. Never. So just know. He's no. like, we, you know, those like 
all-time greats in their post-game interviews after a loss. They say, we got a lot of stuff to uh, work on and we're going to figure it out this week and whatever, whatever, right? But it's we. It's always like, I contributed to Team. our loss. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting to watch that post-game interview because I like Rodgers because he's so freakishly good. He is, yeah. His arm strength is is hilarious. Like, he he's running backwards away from a tackle and he's throwing Off it balance, on a yeah. rope. Yeah. 38 yards down the field. Wild. You know who didn't look good? Tom Brady. And all of you out there who fucking love Tom Brady's dick, fuck off. Okay? He looked like shit. He looked like a fucking geriatric senior citizen trying to play with the kids. Like, Do you think it didn't go well. Giselle's in his head? You think she's affecting him? I don't know. I don't mean... There was one play where his receiver probably had four yards, which... If you're not NFL fans, that is a hilariously large amount of space yep. to beat a DB. And he under th- it, it was he's running like a like a deep post, and this guy beat his guy by had probably four yards step on this guy, and it was probably a forty to forty five yard throw mm-hmm. that needed to happen, mm-hmm. and he underthrew him by eight or nine yards. <laughs> And so the guy like cut off his post and had to come backwards towards the ball. And like, needless to say, the DB caught up and it was an incomplete pass. But it was, I remember watching it and he didn't have any pressure in his face or anything. And I'm just being like, what the shit is that? Geno Smith could make that throw. Geno Smith could make that. I mean, some nice throws, man. Should we get into it or I what? Mean, I'm just so happy that the football season started. Yes. And, and I would assume my attitude being very optimistic, very positive, very excited is partly to do with how crazy that game was last night and how huge and unexpected win. Because let's be completely honest. Mm-hmm. We should have done a post or a, a preseason podcast, but we didn't. There's so many things that happened in the offseason, mm-hmm. one of which is Russell Wilson left the... Goodbye. Yeah, he's out of here. Left the Seattle Seahawks. The... I mean... I had dozens of people message me that day that he got traded. And my initial reaction was like, I'm not super surprised. And the deal actually probably long-term is better for the Seahawks than people think. Because mm-hmm. I think it was, I'm, it was two or three first-round picks. It was a third-round pick, a fifth-round pick. I think it was like five draft picks. And then we got Noah Fant, who's a He's pr- good. Solid pretty good tight end. Yeah. Um, and then we got Drew Locke, who is a young quarterback who we may or may not see this season. Who knows? And then there, I think there was one other guy, but to, if we're completely honest with ourselves, the Seahawks going into this season, Mm -hmm. if they had Russell Wilson and were the same as last year, what what was the record last year? Five and 13, five and 12, something like that. Yeah. It wasn't great. So we might as well. Mm-hmm. Personally, my honest opinion is Wilson is on the decline of his career. I agree. He peaked two or three years ago. He had a legitimate MVP caliber year two or three years ago and didn't get a vote, I think. But he was, I think that was the year that the Seahawks won their division. And they won like 11 games or something. And 
I remember us talking about it on the podcast and just being like, if 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 you sub in a middle of the pack QB, mm-hmm. the team is a three or four win team. Yeah, it, like we talked about this. I remember we, it changes everything. When quarterbacks go down, teams look completely different. And it happens a lot. But I think we've had this conversation of like, is it the most important position in sport? And I could see arguments both ways because there are Super Bowl winning teams that have mediocre quarterbacks, mm-hmm. i.e. the LA Rams who right. won the Super Bowl last year. Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. uh, the Baltimore Ravens. <clears throat> There's lots. So is it as important as we think it is if your team is w- capable of winning a Super Bowl with a mediocre quarterback? But then you look at the flip side of that and like <clears throat> teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, like if they did not have the best quarterback in the world and they had... A completely different looking team. Like sub in Geno Smith to that yeah, team. Yeah, I know, I right? know. They don't have a Super Bowl win. No. They Did they go back-to-back in the Super Bowl? I think they lost they one. They lost one, yeah. They, the next they, year? They, yeah. To New England, right? Was it? I can't remember. I think they won one and then they went back. Anyway, whatever it is. Who gives a shit about the Chiefs? <laughs> <laughs> the position is... An elite quarterback beats a really good defense most mm-hmm. of the time, right? Mm-hmm. A mediocre quarterback loses to a mediocre defense a lot of the time. Yeah, I, I yeah I agree. I also feel like having a good quarterback can sometimes cover different positions that are not as good, as opposed to the teams like you're saying that are winning with mediocre quarterbacks. They're usually way more stacked than like all the positions, right? So there's more like a balance that way. Like, why did Russ leave? Russ left because, in my opinion. He knew that he's on the decline of his career. He knows that he athletically, Mm -hmm. uh, like speed, quickness-wise, he has been on the decline for two or three years. But in the last five years, he's been a top three quarterback in the league with no offensive line. Zero offensive line. So as you age in your career as a quarterback, what is the most important thing you're looking for? An offensive line. Yeah, because you <laughs> if you can't move, you just get hit. You what just you eat do? everything. Exactly. He used to make so many plays with his legs just by creating more time and then receivers could get open. Yep. But if you have 1.6 seconds to throw the ball every single time, you're fucked when you're 30. He's only, what, 34? Russell? Was is that it? I think 34. <laughs> 34. 34? Nice. Mm-hmm. One point for me. Are we doing points again? <laughs> He's a year older than us, yeah. We have a very stringent uh, point system, Carl. You knew that from last season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really stay on top of that. <laughs> All right, let's talk about their, uh, Monday Night Football. <clears throat> First of all, I'm pumped that the NFL did that. They did that, that with pretty, a few teams, yeah. It was pretty, pretty cool to set up the first Monday Night Football as like, Let's be realistic. Like, I am never going to put on a Russell Wilson jersey for until he retires. Once he retires, then he's going to be looked at as the greatest Seahawk of all time. Mm-hmm. And then the jerseys that I have are like vintage, you know? So you're just going to keep him in the closet? For 100%. Now, right? Can't get rid of him. Yeah. Um, he'll be, I mean, I don't even know if there's a contest of who else, but like, number three is going to get retired in the stadium. 
He's going to be the best Seahawk of all time. But I will never cheer for him again until, he's, re- until he's retired, right? No, I don't blame you, dude. Never. The way he left wasn't the best. He just kind of bounced. I don't Is there a good way to leave? No. If you're leaving, no. like... Especially if you're a caliber, a guy that caliber, like a superstar. Anytime, anytime a superstar leaves a team, people are always pissed. Totally. And I, I don't blame him. I'm not upset at him. If I was him in the exact same situation and I wanted to be a Hall, like, Hall of Fame quarterback, I want to win more Super Bowls, if the front office is not allowing me to, uh, to give my opinion on moves that they're making for the offensive positions, yeah, I'd be fucking pissed too, man. Like Aaron Rodgers had the exact same conversation with Green Bay. I'm sure when pa- Peyton Manning walked into the uh, Indianapolis Colts front office and is like, hey, you're looking to sign this fucking receiver? I want to talk to him first. They're like, yeah. Yeah, please. 100%. 100%. Yes. Help us, of course. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, like in that position, I think I'd probably be very pissed off too. I don't blame him at all. I uh, just will never cheer for him, and I think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> and I booed him when he ran on the field yesterday. <laughs> there was a lot of boos, eh? Felt really good. I mean, it's just the natural thing. No, what are you supposed sure. to do? Anyone. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's Russell Wilson no. or whoever. Patrick Mahomes runs out there. It doesn't matter. We're booing everyone. You're wearing a different jersey. Fuck you. The... I went to the game last night. It was pretty awesome. I felt that I had to go to the game. Yeah. And it turned out to be epic. So this is like so, so worth it. The but, Seahawks Super Bowl, man. This was such a man. big game. I went into the game. A few of my friends asked me what I thought was going to happen. And I said, I think if the Seahawks can keep it close, they have a legitimate chance at winning. But I also would not be surprised to see them lose 36 to 7. Yeah, you just never know, right? You don't know. No. Coming into the year, uh, I think for most Seahawks fans, the expectations are pretty low. We just lost our franchise QB. Mm -hmm. We are replacing him with a guy who's been a backup for the last seven or eight years who started two years of his career in one of the worst sports franchises in in all of sports. Poor Jets, yeah. Mm -hmm. So and he played one game last year. Uh, no, he played a few because Russ was injured like three, for or four, three or four. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he played a few last year, but I think his record was like one and three or whatever in his start. So the expectations are pretty low. We didn't add any like superstars. Mm-hmm. They got a couple promising draft picks, let's say. But I mean, like when the biggest name on our team is DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. who. Man, guy is such a freak athlete. Mm-hmm. It would be so cool to see him be as smart as Tyler Lockett, right? Could you imagine? Oh, no, I couldn't. That would be so deadly, dude. It just seems like every game, it's like superstar highlight play, like yeah. yesterday. Literally, yeah. there was two plays in a row in the third quarter. He makes a phenomenal catch that is just an absolute beast strength exhibition out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On third and eight, too. So, it's so huge when you're up by like, I think they're up by four at that time. I think it was 17, 13. It's so huge to keep the uh, drive going on third and eight. Huge. I was losing my mind. Being like, DK is the best thing that's ever happened in the world, right? 
literally the next play, he gets like this little bubble screen out to him and gets stripped. Turnover. The best players in the world don't do that. No. he. I don't know. The best players in the world are consistent with everything they do, and he's not. He'll make a sweet play or whatever, but then the next play, like you said, he gets stopped, and he's just holding the ball in one hand so Why? casually. He has no blockers in front no, of him. No, no. He gets wrapped up on his by his legs, and he's trying to gain one more yard and gets hit by three people and, yeah. and gets stripped. Right? Just barely holding the ball. What's the point? But he's done that a bunch of times in the years in the past, right? For that extra yard, he tries to lean in or whatever, extend, and he has the ball knocked out all the time. There was one that just popped into my head last year that I think it was on the sideline in the fourth quarter. I can't remember what the exact situation was. Maybe down by three or down by seven or something like that. Mm -hmm. And instead of just going out of bounds, he tried to get two more yards yeah. and stayed in bounds. Yeah. And then I don't even know if they got another playoff. No, I think that was the one where Shannon remember, Sharp called about? him out on Twitter. Yeah. That's I think, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he, I really want him to be good. I, I want to be a huge fan so bad. It's just, it's hard. It's really hard when uh, the consistency is so all over the place yeah. and so people were asking this offseason and they're like um well you got dk still and i'm like i honestly i wouldn't mind see you later right see what we can get for him because he i mean he i think he'd be a pretty big draw yeah in the right system he could be a superstar do you think he could be a number one guy or do you think like on what team? On right? like a top five team. Because he's not a top five receiver in the No, league. he's not. No. Is he top 10? Maybe top 10, top 15. Okay. I was going to say he's top 20. And if he figured that shit out, he's still young, right? Yeah. How old is he? 25? Uh, yeah. This is fourth year, maybe? Third or fourth. Third, yeah. He's 24. So that's crazy. So maybe he figures it out and becomes like, the greatest of all time. His body yeah. is that good. Yep. All the physical His tools hands are, are there. really good. Yeah, they are. When he wants them to be, right? He's just a dummy. If he could just clean it up a little bit and yeah, he'd be good to go. I don't know. If he was as smart as Tyler Lockett, could you imagine? That would be deadly. Tyler Lockett? Do you see that thing I shared on our uh, Instagram? No. CX Social? No. Tyler Lockett has had zero drops in the red zone in the last five years. Are you serious? You should probably he, start throwing him a bit it more, It was like eh? uh, 63 targets or something, 68 targets, zero drops in the red zone. Are you serious? Wow. Why don't they go to him more then? Those are crazy numbers. Crazy. See, oh man, like if, he, if DK had that consistency, right? Oh, if he can combine them. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. I know. Unstoppable. What's the guy that left the Packers? What's his name again? Uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah, Adams. And he went to Vegas. It just seems like that guy mm -hmm. is so put together. I know. I know. When he talks in interviews, he seems like so intelligent. And then he was just gifted this with this like ridiculous athletic capability, right? Yeah. And guess what? He's, I think, I think the NFL calls him the second best receiver in the league, right? Who's number one? The, well, I was watching some like post game stuff this weekend, I think on Sunday night, and they were talking about the Minnesota guy. Jefferson. Oh, Justin Jefferson, eh? 
I haven't Damn, really no. watched him much. I've seen more Adams just because I kind of care about the Packers more than I don't give a shit about the Vikings. But And Jefferson is so young, right? This is his third year in the league. Adams is young too. Isn't Adams like fifth year? No, is he? I thought he was maybe, older. I mean, maybe that, that's, maybe his composure and everything makes him seem That's like not that. young, I guess, but... But yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams had an impact with Vegas right away. He's 29. I guess that's an older receiver. Older. Cooper Cup's 29. Stefan Diggs is 28. So yeah, he's up there. Tyreek Hill's 28. And Jefferson is a young kid. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe that's why. A lot of hype around Jefferson, though, man. Adams was so good, though. It seemed like he did whatever he wanted. Yeah. I watched a couple Packers games last year. And it was just like any time the ball was thrown in his direction, he's got a yard or two off his guy, and it's just like an easy completion. Well, Vegas lost this week, and he was the only dude that did anything. And he showed up, man. And like you said, dude, these like he just gets open, and the quarterbacks find him. He would make a terrible quarterback look so good. He's one of the guys that would that could do that. I think. What I love so much about the NFL is the predictability is zero. You can't, there's literally nothing, right? Like go down the list of games this week and I'd, I'm not in a pick em pool anymore, but if I was, I probably would have got like four or five, right? Yeah. that's Judges hit another homer. See ya. The Bears fucking won this week, dude. Like. Okay. So the, so if I picked week one, I would have picked the Bills and they, I mean, I'm not assuming they win by 21. Yeah. I thought it would have been a close game, For but sure. they shit pumped the Rams. Uh, the Philly Detroit game, I think, is just a coin toss. I probably would have picked Indy to win. Indy looked bad. Yeah. Their defense looked, oh, I don't know what the hell that was. And then I probably would have picked Carolina to beat the Browns. The yeah. Browns won. Baker I probably would have picked the 49ers to beat the Bears. The Bears won. Yep. Uh, Man, how bad is the Washington Commanders? Remember when? Remember we were talking about they had eight names left in there like last year. Who the fuck is in charge of picking these stupid names? That was one of the worst possible names. Carson Wentz is literally now, right? You know what they're thinking? What they're like? What is not going to offend? I know. Hmm. What do we got? We got the Jackrabbits, or we got the Commanders? Hmm. Someone could. Someone could be really upset, you know, about the jackrabbits because people eat rabbit and uh, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So we're going to go with commanders. We don't <laughs> feel, we feel like that will hurt the le- least amount of people's feelings. Most neutral. Yeah. Fuck off. Use <laughs> the shit. And then the dolphins pumped the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The, did you watch the Steelers Bears Bengals game? So it was fucking ugly, man. It, it was, was an ugly game. That was such a crazy finish. It was so crazy. I uh, I think I turned on the fourth quarter. And both teams sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're both really bad. But the game turned out so good because the ending was nuts. I think someone... Okay. this Bengals score a touchdown mm-hmm. with a few seconds left in, yep. in the regulation. Tied up. They get the extra point blocked. <laughs> then they go to overtime. And the Bengals miss a short field goal. Yes. Yeah. No. The Steelers missed first. Was it the Steelers? The Bengals missed. Then the Steelers hit the upright. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Bengals didn't do anything. Yeah. And then the Steelers got the ball back and kicked like a 53-yarder to win. Man. With like a minute left in overtime. I still don't like the tie rule. 
I think someone needs to win a football game. I don't think absolutely. What the f- you just tie and just move on to the next week? It's so dumb. I don't. I mean, I okay. This is where the NFL is all over the fucking place, right? So they used to have a fifteen minute overtime. Yeah, they cut it down to ten. Mm-hmm. Why? Player safety, right? Players are getting tired. They're going to get injured. Bullshit. Then one year later, they're like, you know what? Fuck you guys. We want to make more money. We're adding an extra game. <laughs> I know. So they don't give a so shit about player safety. No, not at all. But why? Uh, the tie thing is so dumb to me. Someone needs to win an athletic sport. There should be no fucking such thing as a tie in any sport. Anything. No I don't ties. get it. I don't get it at all. Why is there a tie? There's no ties in hockey. There's no ties in baseball. Baseball will play all fucking night. Yep. Baseball will play a nine-hour baseball hockey, game. Hockey. Go to 19 innings. You have six periods in hockey. So overtime periods sometimes, man. Keep going. Keep going. Well, at least like in football, you can't have something like a shootout. Hockey and and the shootout thing for uh, regular season so that the overtimes don't keep going and going and going. And yeah. Going. Like in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. in the playoffs. Four-hour games, man. <laughs> I've seen, I think it was Dallas Stars Stanley Cup that they went to a third or fourth overtime. Yeah, yeah. So it's I like remember that. Over two full hockey games mm-hmm. in a row. <laughs> That's crazy. And at the end, the the pace of play is so slow. Just because guys are guys so are dying. Tired. But yeah, it's They're part so of the tired. game. Someone's still gonna win, right? Yeah. Someone's gonna Met- make a mistake. How, what's your mental toughness like? Exactly. You're Let's gonna, see they're here. gonna win. Yeah. Dig in. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that. Anyway, there's the fucking tie to this week. Are you not a soccer fan then? I guess. No, I fucking hate soccer for that rule, man. First of all, I don't like that they call games friendlies. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about you're trying to beat the piss out of the other team what are you talking about friendly and then they have draws they call yes. them draws yeah yeah yeah. Oh, we both came out and we had a nice match okay That's give it a high five have a cup of tea after <laughs> okay lame uh then the ravens ship pump the jets to be expected the falcons saints game was a good one saints one by one the chiefs shit pumps the cardinals shit pumped. shit pumped yeah I turned the game on two minutes into the game and the Chiefs were on the 10-yard line and within two plays, they were up 14 nothing. You just can't the stop. The scoreboard was 44 them. to 21, yeah. but watching the game, it seemed like 108 to 2. Yeah. It was bad. The This is was another surprise for me. The Titans lost to the Giants. That was a surprise. Do you think Derrick Henry's finally starting to slow down? I did not watch one second of that game, so it's hard for me to comment. I didn't see him. I would like to watch. I uh, I would like to watch the Titans game next week. Are the Titans even good? To watch. They lost their best receivers. Julio Julio Jones is gone. Which is AJ Brown is gone. Uh, Brian Tannehill sucks, and Derrick Henry's getting old. Man, he has, has so much touches over the years that his body is just. There's only so much he can take. Right. I don't know if they're that good. When you invest a lot of money in a running back, it's usually a losing formula. Mm-hmm. When you invest very little money in a quarterback, usually a losing formula. And that combination is what the Tennessee Titans would build their team around, right? Because they're when, like, Tannehill, you're mediocre. The good quarterbacks are 50 million. The decent ones are 25. We'll mm-hmm. give you like 13. Yeah. I, I don't know what he makes. I'm just making this up. But he's not, yeah. I mean, he's not an elite top 15 quarterback. Yeah. And then you'll pay all your money to a running back who gets injured in the third week and has to miss six, eight weeks. And you just throw young guys at them for a couple million, right? Like, Man, running backs are a shit show. It's the craziest position of all time in any sport. It's so crazy. 
You got a three or four year prime and then that's it. And you, you see Dude, these guys. Three or four years. I'd say like you have a six to 18 game prime. Dude, like Todd it's Gurley like was like the best years. player in the NFL. And next year he gets cut and no one wants him. Like what the fuck? He was so good that year. So good. It was hard to tackle that guy. I yeah, man. There's there's endless guys like that, right? Yeah. You uh man, there's so many guys that had one to two years. Mm-hmm. What was the guy? Nick Chubb? He's yeah, he's so good though. Eh. No. <laughs> I mean, they're but, all they're all slowing but down. But for like two years, yeah. He was untouchable. Monster. Yeah. It was like anytime he got the ball, he got six yards. Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. Just keep giving the ball to that guy. Yeah. But then he gets 35 carries a game. And it adds up, man. The to, touches add up. Brutal. I know. That's why, I don't know. We should talk more about the Seahawks game, but let's finish this okay. quickly. Another surprise. Man, Every single, uh, seriously, whatever. How many games was there? 16 games? This was a week? great week one, man. It was great. This is why I love football so much, yeah. right? The unpredictability. The, uh, the Packers got pumped by the Vikings. They look so bad. Yeah. So the Raiders and Chargers, those are two teams that are playoff teams. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty good game. The Chargers won 24-19. And then the, man, these two teams on, I think it was Sunday Night Football, the Bucks and the Cowboys, both of them looked tragic. So bad. And, so And now the Cowboys lost Dak Prescott. He looked so bad, though. Whoever that uh, backup is, something Rush. I think his last name is Rush. Anyway. He came in and had like three straight completions. I was like, oh, this is what an offense is supposed to look like. Why have I been watching this other guy? Like who's paid been so awful, much. Yeah. Awful. He's yeah. like top three paid in the league, isn't he? I think so. He, yeah, his That was rough, ridiculous. man. Yep. And so one of my good friends is a Cowboys fan. And I texted him after watching like the, I think the first half. And I said, dude, it looks like, looks like Dak had way too much hookers and blow this offseason. Like everything is slow. He's he's just missing wide open targets. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Yep. And then Ezekiel Elliott came in at two sixty. It's a big boy. Too much hookers and blue, man. I think he's done too. He's been around for two sixty, dude. I, well, I don't know, but he's looking big. He's looking big and slow. He, I know. But that's another guy that's been a superstar in that team forever. They've been counting on him. They've been using him for so many years now, and he's a running back, and he, you can see it. I use quotations for superstar. Superstar. <laughs> he had one or two good years, and then there's so much hype. For some reason, I talked about this a bunch this weekend for to a few people. Mm-hmm. There's so much hype around the fucking Dallas Cowboys every season. Every season, yeah. Look at their last decade of records, right? Have they broken 500 more than two times? It's like every season, all the NFL on us are like Super Bowl contenders this year. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Dallas Cowboys playing, you know, whoever. Buffalo Bills this year in the Super Bowl. Dude, they're so bad, man. Then they barely squeak out of their shitty division and they just lose first round in playoffs every year. They do have a shitty division and they barely finish 500 in their shitty division. Yeah. This is the problem, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Because who's in their division? Philadelphia. Yeah, the Eagles for the last like eight years have been like, Three and thirty-six, and then they finally had a decent year last year. They won the Super Bowl what eight years ago. Something. I think they're gonna be good this year. I think they're gonna be the number one team in that division this year. I fucking hope so. I would love to see the Cowboys start like zero and seven. <laughs> Just so all the fucking NFL.com people can shut up. Shut up. It's so yeah. Well, America's team is shut yeah. your mouth. 
regardless of Dak being out, they got a good supporting cast. Zeke is, uh, you know, he lost 12 pounds this week, so he's only down, he's down to 258. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? He can't move. We just love talking about it. It's just one of those teams that everyone has to talk about. No. And then we got the, the fourth team in that division, the Commanders. The who? The who? Yeah, good question. I Honestly, man, I prefer Washington football team. I think so, too. The yeah. Commanders is so bad. It's so bad. It sounds like a Girl Scout like team. What are you commanding? Like, that's weird. <clears throat> it sounds like uh, what sport am I thinking of? The uh, girls lacrosse, I believe. Well, you know what? The WNBA has some terrible names too. Yep. Oh yeah, they would, Los would... Angeles Firecrackers. The Sparks. Let's go. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking? <laughs> Who came up with these? <laughs> Aren't they like? WNBA athletes are, are they're very good at what they do. And they're hilariously athletic for women. Sorry for that preface. For women. Shouldn't they it's be true. embarrassed about these stupid names, man? Some of them are so bad. See, but no one says anything because no one watches them. It's just it's so bad. The Detroit shoestrings. Here we go. Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck? Who called? Anyway. All right. We gotta talk more about the game, but I would like to get a grab a beer. Would you like a beer? Ah, yes, please. Beer or whiskey? Let's do whiskey. Nice. This is mostly what we do on this podcast, drink and talk shit about sports. <laughs> Good times. Excellent news for the Seahawks Social Podcast. We have a new studio, and it's fucking awesome. This year is going to be the best year of Seahawks Social Podcast. We got a fridge right next door. Right next door, yes. We got a TV to watch all the Monday Night Football, and we got a basement to ourselves that is temperature-controlled, so we won't be sweating or shivering throughout the NFL season. Maybe a little shivering. Be, <laughs> yeah, we got blankets. I got that new blanket. It is exceptionally warm. I'll show you the inside of it. It feels like a... It's not a Seattle... It's not a real fur, okay? People out there, take it fucking easy. It's not real. It's a fake one, but it's very soft and warm. Feels like... Uh, like the blubber on a whale. Denny's <laughs> very warm. familiar with that. <laughs> As a marine a biologist. A lot of experience. <laughs> I watch a lot of Seinfeld and George always talks about being a marine biologist. So that's where, you I, saved a whale. That's where I got all my information from. He did. <laughs> with a golf ball. Yes. All right. Seahawks Ox game. Here we go. First of all, the... I feel like this is just going to be a long podcast because so we have so much to say about That's the offseason okay, and everything. Let's go. We're fucking 30 minutes in. We haven't even started talking about the game. And we're not going to yet. The <laughs> Man. Okay, so I'm obsessed with the Seahawks. Everything about them. I've been on the wait list of the season tickets for six years. I'm number 52,388 currently. I expect that to go down quite quickly in the next five years. What were and you I, last year? So you're 52,000 right now? And what were you last year? How much did it jump? I, I want to say I, I lost about 10,000 spots this year. So R Wilson leaves and a lot of people start. I think selling. a lot of people gave him up. Yeah. And I was talking to these guys that we so went down Monday night or Monday morning, sorry, early. Dropped the car at the hotel, trained to the stadium and got downtown at like noon, <laughs> which is pretty early for a 530 game. <laughs> Anyway, regardless, <laughs> we need to have a couple Bud Lights, right? So we go to a bar. These guys walk in, and they're standing right beside us. We start chatting with them. 
they are in year one of season tickets. They just got their season tickets. I was like, dude, how long were you on the yeah. wait list? He's like, it was long. Yeah. And probably I got in at the wrong time, right? Of the wait list. Five years ago was, I think right after they won the Super Bowl. So it might be more than five years, maybe like seven or eight. So peak when they were at their absolute best. When they were the most popular in all of Seahawks history, that's when I put my name on the wait list. I know. I should have done it a few years earlier. But Lucas did. And Lucas is number 22,000 right now. So he okay. could have season tickets in two to three years. If they keep sucking and you're expecting to yeah. like go down 10,000 a year average kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. And I've, I've threatened his life. If he doesn't give me half the games when he gets them, yeah. there's going to be issues. <laughs> so really, we're number 22,000 with a bonus two tickets. At there 50, we go. 52,000. <laughs> Jenny's claimed his tickets. <laughs> yeah. So I was talking to these guys and they were saying they are year one of season tickets. The I asked them about the process and they wanted four tickets instead of two. I think I just get two just so you can be more selective with your seats. When you're yeah. when you're in your first year and you have you want four like they did, the options are very limited because it goes in seniority, right? Mm. Like there's people that have been season ticket holders for 30 years. They get first pick, then whatever, whatever. You're down the road, and you're literally last. So by the end, you're, they send you an email, and I think he said you have 20. There's a link. You get an email. They tell you like a few days before, okay, the email is coming at 11 a.m. on uh, Friday, whatever. <clears throat> you get a link. Click on the link, and it shows you the whole stadium and what's available. Yeah. And you have 20 minutes to select your tickets, or else it goes to the next person. Mm -hmm. So... With four, he got upper deck tickets. And I was like, I only want the lower, lower bowl. Ones. Yeah, I yeah. I don't, I, I'm going to sit in the lower bowl when I go to games. So if I get season tickets just to get on the list, I'm just going to be selling them everything. And then just getting <laughs> or giving them away yeah. to the clients or what, you know, whatever. Yeah. And getting lower bowl ones. But uh, he said, if, you, if you're two, it'll be, you'll be able to get lower bowl ones. They might be in the end zone for the first few years and then you'll be able to move your way around. But, He's like in between the twenties, or <clears throat> like people that are locked in. They get the same tickets every year that have been season yeah. ticket holders for twenty five. They probably sell those tickets and just making a killing. Eh? And it's just I don't know. I don't know if you're making a killing. Do you think they're right? just diehard fans? So this is this is the comment that yeah. he made. He said uh, he thinks with Russ leaving this year, the people that get the tickets and sell them one hundred percent of the time, because there's a lot of those people, they left or are thinking of leaving or are going to try it out for one more year. Just less money involved, right? And because the resale popularity. has gone down. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, the like, you know, when they play the Jets at home, if you're, his, I think his tickets in the upper deck were, they have three tiers of games. Mm. So they tier the game. So this, this game was tier three, which oh. is the highest tier. Yeah. And then tier one is like, you're playing the Jets at home. <clears throat> when you're playing the Jets, the tickets are like 110 bucks. When your tier three, his were like 130, 135 or something. So it's not like a huge difference. But I think when you go into lower bowl, let's say your your tier one is 200. Your tier three is probably 260 or 270, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Are you able to get the 270 back? Maybe. Right. It's right? close. Like, it's close. <clears throat> we got into the lower bowl uh, around 15 yard line. Row... I think we were row 13, row N, yeah, whatever the letter in the alphabet that was. Yeah, yeah. What's whatever uh, row N? <laughs> I think it's somewhere between 12 and 14. <laughs> <laughs> A, B, C. <laughs> uh, 
Those are two fifty US plus all the fees that you pay on the fucking bullshit. But the seat, the ticket holder would only get two forty nine. Two forty nine. I think it was two forty nine. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine that is much more than their season ticket price. Maybe yeah, ten right. or twenty bucks. Right. But and not all the much. effort you're going through to find people. Money. No, no, no. And that that is gonna be the premium game of the year. Right. Right. They'll have some division games that are busy that they'll sell their tickets, but mm-hmm. are they getting the same number that they're getting for the return of Russell Wilson? I don't know. Probably not. No. There's no way, man. There's no way. I already looked at their next home game is uh, September 25th against the Falcons, and the same seats, so mine were 249 this this week, uh, the same seats are like 170 currently mm. posted. Mm. And I bought mine the day before. And those same seats, like four days before, I was looking like every twenty minutes for four days. Out of boy, there we you go. Just, you just got to find the deal, bro. You got to you got to save fifty bucks when you can. <clears throat> the same seats were like three twenty, three thirty, three forty. Oh shit! Eh? Four days before. Mm-hmm. So people always post them high, and then they're like, yeah, I don't want to. You want to get rid of? I need to get rid of them. Drop it to two forty. You know, whatever magic number that's going to sell it. But so if they're one seventy to two hundred now, what are they going to be the night before? 140 right people are last minute scrounging and that's just... probably right at your season ticket holder uh price right. or maybe below mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's what i'm hoping for as a future season ticket holder and i will one day and that day is going to be the most I glorious can't day of wait all time until you get your season tickets and carl i'm going to come over to your house <laughs> with a bottle of champagne and i'm going to use one of those spray guns that they use in in, in vegas or yeah. in uh whistler and just spray it on your front door. I'll Perfect. ring the doorbell like three or four times. <laughs> Larry's going to answer the door. <laughs> and I'll just start spraying. I'll be like, oh shit, where's Carl? <laughs> it's Seahawks time, baby. Get him quickly. <laughs> I only got 10 seconds left of this thing. <laughs> Dude, he's a big football guy too. He'd love it. Is he going to do a game? I don't think so, no. Do we? I'll blow his mind. When's his birthday? May. Does he support a team? No. He's just, he just like, likes NFL. Just likes NFL, yeah. His birthday's in May? Yeah. You got him a Christmas present? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He goes hard at Christmas, so. Maybe we should team up and get him a Christmas present. That'd be dope. Take him to a game. We can get four tickets next to each other and bring whoever else, Sam or whatever. Who? No. Would she like <laughs> NFL? I know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, she's into sports, so yeah. she watches with me. She knows all my fantasy guys, so yeah, she'd be into it. You should take it. Matt, if if any of you are listening right now and you like the Seahawks and you haven't been to a Seahawks game, they're expensive. 100%. I totally understand that is unaffordable for a lot of people. Like spending even the shittiest tickets in the whole stadium this week that I saw were about 120 mm-hmm. US. So Canadian, what is that? 160 times two because you're going with your friend or your girlfriend or whatever. It's It's a lot of money. But it is an experience unlike any other. So, like, we're Canadian, right? The closest thing we have is the CFL, so the BC Lions. It's not, dude. But, like, last year was the first time I went to an NFL game. Denny took me. And it was the craziest thing. It's You can't compare it to anything, what we have here. It's not. There's nothing like it. Comparing the NFL to the CFL <laughs> yeah, it's a fu- is similar <laughs> to comparing, like, an epic pair of Nike Jordans. Like Jordan 11s, mm. mint condition, worn by Michael Jordan. Epic shoe. What would that be worth? Oh my God. Worn oh. in the 96 oh, finals. 
Make a number up. 97? 97. When he, when he hit that jumper. Utah on Utah, yeah. Over Jeff Hornacek to win his sixth championship. Whatever that is. 250K, whatever. Compare that to like a pay less piece of shit, right? That is like a, probably cost the company 93 cents to make this pair of shoes. They're on sale for $7.99. And they just feel like you're walking on a piece of plywood. <laughs> right it's 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 a completely different ball it's not even the same thing right? there's nothing we can compare it's to not the here. same sport no it's not the same experience it's nothing athletic capability it's not the same production no that's a good it's word. not the same like environment in the stadium the stadium is bananas man it's bananas we were we went to a bar at noon and to be completely honest we were early <laughs> there was like this is a pretty big bar block and a half away from the stadium. We were there at noon and there was probably 14 people there when we got there. But within 45 minutes, <laughs> closer to one o'clock, Brady looks over at me and is like, does anyone work in Seattle? Because it is packed at 1 p.m. Yeah, Four yeah. hours before the game, it is packed. There's 800 people in this bar that seats 150, right? It's insane. To get another beer, you're waiting in line for 20 minutes. Insane. The city is so crazy about Seahawks football. And anyway, these guys that were on the season ticket wait, wait list and they got season tickets for the first time this year, we were chatting with them for a while. There was three out of the four guys that were there were from Alaska. Interesting. The other guy was from Boise. Hmm, Idaho. Nobody lives in Washington State. We're like, so how, how many games are you coming to if you guys like need to take a flight here? For us, it's so easy. It's a two and a half hour drive. It's amazing. Wake up at 7 a.m. drive here. You're, yeah, in Seattle, 10. You're here, 10, you're here yeah. early for the yeah. 1 p.m. Sunday game, right? And you got to fucking wake up, go to the airport, go through all the security. It's just a production to get, get over here, especially if you're just staying one night and going back. Mm -hmm. For us, it's such an easy one night stay drive back in the morning you're back at work at 9 a.m literally the next day it's amazing and they said they plan to come to four and so it's it's the seahawks fan base is not solely seattle there's a lot of canadians that go down yeah even uh i ran into uh jordan's dad's best friend who was down there with his friend that's so random what the fuck he text i posted on social media at like 7 a.m being like game day here yeah, we go yeah drive three hour drive ahead he's like are you going to the game he texts me said, yeah are you he's like yeah we're taking the flow plane because he lives in the island sweet we'll be downtown at noon i'll message you we'll grab a beer together <laughs> so we go grab a couple beers with him afterwards and then head to the stadium at like four man i will never be able to accurately describe the feeling in my body as i walk through the gate into each Seahawks game. Mm -hmm. It is unbelievable every single time. You see the field, the lights, you hear the band playing. The guys are on the field warming up because they usually get there an hour early. <laughs> you got a cold beer in your hand and you're just like, man, this is, this is the best place in the world. It's the best. And uh, especially the primetime games are, have a different feeling too. The Sunday one o'clock games, the normal hometime game is amazing. But the Monday night and the Thursday night for some reason are just different. There's like Randy Moss is on the field to like doing that Monday night 
pregame show and he's like throwing the ball to the fans and stuff. It's uh, it's different. Mm-hmm. And it it's hard to describe, but it's so cool. We haven't even talked about the game. What game? <laughs> so, again, expectations are fairly low coming into this season. And uh, the first half was really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to get to the game. I have one beef with the fucking Seahawks Pro Shop. Yeah. So every year, the green jersey is by far the green, the coolest jersey in sports. By far, right? yes. Every year, they wear that jersey one to two times a year. I think last year they wore it twice. In the last, like, I, I don't know how many years it is, 80, 80 years or something, they're 12 and one wearing green jerseys. Wow, that's fucking pretty good. Unbelievable. The mm-hmm. first time they lost was last year. They wore it twice. How many green jerseys do you think they have available to purchase? And how many... Hold on. Let, let me... Let, rephrase. A lot of people walking into the stadium are buzzed. Yep. How many bros coming to a football game, knowing that the Seahawks are wearing green, would love to wear a green jersey? Oh, yeah. It looks so good. Most, man. right? Yeah. It's, it's it is such a cool jersey. Yeah. I have one. has a number three on the back, so I can't wear it for a few years until... Bro tires. Uh, but I'm so disappointed in walking into the pro shop and they have one green jersey for sale. One. They have DK Metcalf. That's it. That's it. Nothing. Mm. I mean, they don't have a ton of superstars on their team, which is fair enough, so you're not going to produce a ton of jerseys. But you would think for the green jersey day that they're wearing green jerseys, have a shit ton of green jerseys available for people to buy. Because people are going to buy them. If they had 12 different guys to choose from, I 100% would have bought a green jersey. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I would have probably, top of my list is probably Quandre Diggs. Okay. I'd say okay. Jamal Adams is up there. It's going to be devastating to start talking about him. Yeah. In a few minutes. The injury. Um, I mean, Lockett would probably be up there. They don't even have a fucking Lockett jersey. Tyler Lockett's been a superstar on their team for how many years? And they don't have a green Tyler Lockett jersey. Why? Geno Smith? Yeah. He's a starting quarterback. No Geno Smith jerseys. No blue, no gray, no Nothing, white, eh? no green. Man. No jersey. It's, it's wild, man. Like, Michael Dixon is like a fan favorite because mm-hmm. he's like a crazy, weird Australian punter guy. Yep. Have a few fucking green jerseys, man. Sell out of them. But don't, don't, don't stock zero green jerseys for green jersey day. That's crazy. I don't get it. That's crazy. All right. That was my event for tonight. We need more green fucking jerseys. I don't get it, man. The best looking ones. You stand out so much. Everyone if, knows you're a you Seattle fan. running the Seattle Seahawks Pro Shop, yeah. how many different players would you be stocking the green jersey for on green jersey day? Pro- at least six. At least. But you don't at even least. need a volume. The volume doesn't need to be that high, right? Just have a variety. People are going to buy them. That's what I mean. Yeah. There's 70,000 people that come to the yes, game. Yes, man. Let's say on the low end, a thousand people would buy a green jersey. Walking into the stadium, be like, "Fuck yeah, green jersey day! Let's go to green." That's jersey. a lot of right? jerseys. Uh, that's yeah, a thousand. Yeah, they had one player. Yeah, no, that's not. <laughs> and my beef with DK Metcalf is he's not proven to buy a jersey for him yet. If he figures his shit out, becomes the most intelligent, smart. Phenomenal receiver in the league. I'm 100% buying a DK Metcalf jersey. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's, he's earned that yet. 
I love Quandre Diggs. And my favorite number is six. There you go. So I ordered you you know you can order whatever jersey you want from the Seahawks Pro Shop, which is cool. So if I really wanted to, I could order a green jersey, but I just feel like they missed something big having stocking green yeah, jerseys no, on green jersey. Day. On green jersey day is a big one. Like I don't know. Have other guys have Disley, man. Like Disley's been on the team for a few years now. He had a touchdown. He, he's had a couple of good years. Yeah. He screwed up his knee one year, but like he had a I think he had six touchdowns through the first six weeks last mm-hmm. year and then got and then tore his knee or something. Anyway, okay, game time. Here we go. Where do we start? <clears throat> the first half was really fun. Mm-hmm. The offense looked surprisingly efficient. Gino looked really good. So I'm not 100% sure if this is correct, but I saw a stat that they were six for eight on third down in the first half. And remember, yeah. we, we talk about this all the time last year of their third down efficiency was so bad. Yeah. And most of the time it's because they're third and nine, third and 10. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. Third and two is a lot different than third and eight. But they were super efficient on third down. They, Gino did not look like a superstar in any way. Mm but he was really efficient and made good decisions. And it did seem like most of the time in the first half, he had a decent amount of time to throw the ball. Yeah, yes, he did. The Which did really allows well. mediocre quarterbacks yeah. to make good decisions, yes. right? So it was actually really um, fun as a football fan, as a Seahawks fan, to see the offense outperform my expectation. Mm. And my expectation for the first half was run the ball a lot, uh, pass on third and eight and and punt five times. So like right? the typical Seattle Seahawks offense that we're used to for the last couple of years, yeah. And they were, a, I don't want to give them too much credit yet because we need to see more, but they were a little more unpredictable than I was anticipating. Hmm. I don't know if you felt the same way. Yep. In, this is in the first half specifically. First and second half were very, very different football games. And so it was, it was really interesting to see them come out and throw the ball in a lot of typical Seahawks passing or uh, running running down situations, mm-hmm. right? Yep. First down, second and six, they were running the ball most, you know, in the last five years all the time, whatever, whatever, right? And, and a lot of times they were motioning the uh, running back out of the backfield and, and throwing the ball on those type of downs. And, and I thought that was really fun to watch. And uh, like, Gino basically played as good as he possibly could have in his first start in a home game against Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Uh, what was his his stat line? I think was twenty three for twenty eight, which That's is correct. super efficient yep. for two hundred yards and two touchdowns. Dude, in the first half, he was like seventeen for eighteen or uh, something yeah. crazy. Yeah, I don't know if he that did he have that many pass attempts in the first half. Yeah, I think he had eighteen in the first half. Oh, okay, the second, yeah, I mean. So my, I'd say my few surprises for the game were the offense looked more efficient and just more optimistic right? yeah. than I was anticipating. Right. And I'm really impressed that the defense not really adding a ton of, well, let's say losing firepower. Yeah. Adding a lot of young guys. Held a pretty good team to 16 points. Now, we got a little bit lucky with two goal line stands in the third quarter. I think both are in the third quarter. 
that uh, like fumbled on the goal line. Yep. Melvin Gordon. But at the same time, Javante Williams. Yeah. Give them credit. Yeah. Because if they're not fumbling the football, the first one was on fourth down. And so it would have been a goal line stand regardless. And he was Mm -hmm. down on the half yard line or something. Yep. So it would have been a turnover anyway. And then the second one was kind of bullshit on the the Broncos guys part. But I think it was like a, it wasn't a fourth down. No. And so they would have scored the next play if uh, he didn't fumble the football. But, but at the same time, credit to the defense who you, gave up 16 points. They made two different running backs fumble on the goal line. Yeah. Let's go, man. A lot of young guys, a lot of young cornerbacks, a couple, a couple of mistakes, but they've also made a couple of big plays. It's good to see. No, I like it. It was, it was, uh, like I said, my expectations are low coming into the season, and it was a surprising, optimistic excitement for what's coming. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's all you can ask. Week one, huge fucking game, man. This is a historic game in Seahawks yes, history, it is. right? Yeah. Russell Wilson, the best player in franchise history, is coming back in a different jersey. Such a cool, cool experience to be there to watch what is probably going to be a 500 football team more or less, mm-hmm. beat them. Beat them. When the NFL is talking about, like, the Broncos have the potential to be a pretty good playoff team yep, yep. and make a run. Yep. So it was cool. Uh, man, it was a surprising, crazy, exciting win. Well, dude, everyone's talking about the Broncos. They have, a ch- like, Super Bowl contenders, whatever. Everyone's talking about their defense, right? It was a fucking great win. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't think uh, Russell Wilson looked that good. He didn't. No. Um, I mean, what was his stat line? His stat line was not bad, man. 29 for 42, 340 yards and uh, one touchdown, which is, I mean, maybe you'd like to see slightly more efficiency in terms of completions. But other than that, I, I mean, that's a pretty solid football game. But the thing with Russell Wilson is like, like he doesn't lead drives like Patrick Mahomes or whatever, right? It's completely different. He'll have a random fucking play that goes for 30 yards in on a third down and everyone's pumped. Everyone forgets the last series. Everyone forgets everything. But like watching him lead an offense is so different than some of the other top quarterbacks. It's very, it's not consistent, you know, like those guys. Mm-hmm. That's, it's the same thing that he was doing in Seattle. Even his like the, the first touchdown of Jerry Judy. Yeah. It was underthrown. Terrible broken, throw. Broken play, underthrown. And he, totally. just, he just made something work out of it. Totally. And, and I think he that. broke two tackles yes. to get in the end zone yeah. too. Like at the 20-yard line. Yeah. 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 Not, yeah. So like, fuck, man. I don't know. And also like the, the ending of the game, instead of going to your quarterback where you're paying $200 million a year, you decide to get your field goal kicker to kick a 64-yard field goal? I mean, not quite $200 million a year. Sorry, sorry for the sorry. His contract, two hundred million contract, that'd be a lot. I totally agree, man. When when it happened in real time, first of all, their whole like play calling down the stretch was so Weird. conservative, right? Weird, yeah. They're throwing like bubble screens for two yards with a minute twenty left on their own thirty yard line. It was just yeah. weird. And then the use of their timeouts was super peculiar too. They Terrible. didn't use a timeout. Then it was fourth down, yeah. and then they call a timeout at 20 seconds left yeah. and send out the field goal unit and then save two timeouts for 
when the Seahawks are kneeling down. It was so it was so strange. Yeah, it makes look makes Pete Carroll look not that bad. But I agree, man. From midfield, kicking a sixty-five four-yard field goal. It would have been the second longest field goal of all time. And the longest outdoor. What the fuck? Right? Man? Of Vers- all time. Versus giving five yards. Fourth and five. Yeah. And let's be completely honest. The second half, the Seahawks defense was a bend, not break type style. Right? They, love they were that. giving up a they shit love that. Yeah. Everything, right? Yeah. It seemed like it was the same shit that we've seen from the Seahawks defense in the last few years is... Basically playing prevent to not allow a huge play. But they're giving up a lot of the short plays. Yeah. They are unbelievably bad at, at uh, defending a screen pass. So bad. Every and it's screen, so funny because that's all they ran last year. Man, <laughs> every screen a team runs against us is 15 yeah. yards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the same for the Broncos in the second half. They ran that play like six times. And everyone was like, oh, fuck first. <laughs> every single one. So on fourth and five... I was assuming like some sort of like screen or quick out or something like that. And then they send on the field goal, you know, I was like, really? What is this? And I was looking at Brady. I was like, this is going to be like 63, 62, 63. And then they like show it on the screen, 64 yards. Yeah. I'm like, what? Why is this their option? So strange. After getting a new quarterback, like you're supposed to lead you to a Super Bowl. You give him a man. chance? Put the pressure on that guy. You don't give him a chance? Fuck, call a timeout. Call him over. Hey, Russ, uh, we just paid you $250 million, so you're going to have to figure this one out. Good luck, Brady. And that's what he's paid to do. 64. Very strange. I didn't, yeah, I didn't understand it. It was, uh, I think the whole stadium was kind of perplexed at that decision, but man. Not a questionable A win is a win is a win is a win. One point, man. It's still a W. One and no, man. Doesn't matter. First in the division. Seahawks are... (laughs) Who would have thought that? Man? <laughs> Who would have thought? I wonder in Vegas how much money you would win on a hundred dollar bet if you were to pick the Seahawks to be one and zero and the other three yeah. teams in the division oh. to be zero and one. All the money, all the money. That's crazy. What were the odds on that? I, crazy, crazy. Because the Rams game was a toss up because they're because playing the team. Bills yeah. really good. The uh, Cardinals, Cardinals are playing the Chiefs. Toss up, yeah. I'd say Chiefs are probably favored. Yeah, right? a little bit, yeah. But then the Niners are playing uh, the Bears. The Bears, the struggling For all Bears. three teams to lose yeah. and the Seahawks to win, who were, I think, seven and a half point underdogs, something like that. So Buddy next to me that I'm sitting with, no jersey, him and two other guys are like there together. No jersey. I would guess <laughs> mid to late 30s, just wearing like a black hoodie piece of shit and yep. so uh i don't know i think it was in the first quarter we just start chatting like are you from seattle he's like no uh, i'm from the bay area uh like san fran and and, and i say oh are you are you a hawk, seahawks man he's like no not at all i'm like so you flew here from san fran yeah. to watch the not seahawks close. play the broncos he's like yeah i don't give a fuck about these teams <laughs> Like, so why are you here? He's like, well, me and my uh, buddies beside me bet 10 grand on the game. Wow. And I said, you bet $10,000 on like who? He's like the Seahawks to cover the seven and a half spread. Oh shit. Wow. You bet 10 grand on the Seahawks. And he's like, not only that. (laughs) He's like, we bet 10 grand three times. I said on what? He's like, 
We bet 10 grand on the Seahawks to score first. <laughs> we bet 10 grand on the Seahawks to be leading at halftime. And we bet 10 grand on the Seahawks to uh, cover the spread. I think it was seven or seven and a half. I can't remember. Dude, so they came out laughing. Yeah. They got all of them. So they score. And this is before the Seahawks scored. So it must have been That's like right so at the start of the game. And then uh, the Seahawks score. And they're fucking jumping up and down, of course. <laughs> and so we're celebrating with these dudes. Different then, reasons, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then at half, like coming down to halftime, I think it was 17-10. And the Broncos were driving. And uh, under his breath, like I'm right beside this guy. He's like, kill the clock, kill the clock, kill the clock. Keep clock, keep running, keep running. And and then like Russell threw like an out pattern to the to the sideline. And he gets tackled, the guy, the receiver get tackled like borderline out of bounds. He's like, he's inbounds, he's inbounds. And he's like doing the hand motions. He's like, run the clock, run the clock, run the clock. <laughs> It's so funny watching this guy. And then the halftime, obviously, they kicked the field goal. So it's 17 13. Mm-hmm. And he's fired up. So fired up. And I I uh, posted a photo of me and him after the game. Did you see that one? No, I didn't. <laughs> like, I, I think I posted it on the Seahawks account. Dude, that's hilarious. Oh, that's so good. He's there for a completely different reason. Anybody's oh, still having <laughs> so much fun. Wow, I knew he was going to look He's exactly wearing those like sunglasses the whole game. That's hilarious. And I was like, you really, uh, like, do you bet a lot on sports? I mean, I knew the answer to that question based on him betting $30,000 in this game. And he's like, yeah, I work for a sports betting company. I said, really? He's like, yeah, every week uh, we have investors give us 500K. Oh and uh, and he's like, every week our goal as a company is to is to come out with 700. Gotcha. So he's like, there's weeks that are up and down, obviously. But there's good weeks and bad weeks. But our our like our target over a 17, 18 week season, whatever, is uh, to have an average of of two hundred k. And then so I pull out my uh, my phone and I'm looking at odds for next week. And so I'm going down the, and this is coming from a guy who like I wouldn't say I'm I'm religiously against sports betting. I just appreciate sports so much, and I don't give a fuck about waste, like spending money on it. Just gambling. Does I just nothing like for you. sports yeah. because there's like it is it is world class humans at a specific thing doing mm-hmm. really cool things, and it's so fun to watch. But like we're going through the week for next week, and the Thursday night game is pretty cool. It's the Chargers and Chiefs. Oh yeah, okay. and the Chiefs are favored by four and a half. And uh, and so I'm like, so what are you betting there? And then he just starts talking this science bullshit. So he's got like me, a right? whole formula, dude. Yeah. He, you seen the movie Moneyball? Yes, I he have. is Jonah Hill. This Algorithms guy was Jonah Hill. and everything. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about everything. He's talking about like how the Chiefs play on Thursday night in the oh rain and like bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And I, and I'm, I'm I'm like glazing over at yeah. this point, but I'm also appreciating how passionate this guy is about this thing. <laughs> so specific, eh? just so yeah. detailed, so into it. And I asked him like three different games, not so much that I'm trying to gain information from him, more just because it seemed like every single question I asked him, he got more excited about giving me the answer. <laughs> and it's really fun to hear people super passionate about yes. whatever they're doing, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Whether they're a teacher or an uh, electrician or, uh, you know, especially if it's his career, gambling. right? He's involved with it all the time. It's his life. All the time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that was very entertaining. I don't know where we were before that I brought up the gambler but unique perspectives man you never know who you're going to meet at you Seahawks games is, uh, in person if you're a Seahawks fan and you've never been to a game highly 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 suggest saving some money 
getting a ticket. The tickets are expensive, but it is so worth it. Every single game I go to is like a completely different experience for the people that you're next to, right? We went to a Vikings game a couple years ago, and the guy next to me was a diehard Minnesota Vikings fan. And I think they scored first. I don't know if it was a field goal or a touchdown. I can't remember. But he is losing his mind. And I look over. I'm like, bro, there's, it's the first quarter and there's 11 minutes left. You got to chill the fuck out. And he is losing it, right? And the uh, Seahawks ended up winning like late in the game by three, I think. And the devastation on this guy's face mm -hmm. was unlike anything you see in real life. It was rattled. Eh? Right? Like, this guy has a full-time job. <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings are not his career in any way. But he is... His mood for the next week was solely dependent on whether the Minnesota Vikings win or lose that week, right? Tough way to live, man. It's crazy. Yeah. It's... it's uh, <laughs> it just talks about how, how uh, like, involved the U.S. culture is in this sport. Mm-hmm. The NFL yeah. is unlike anything else. MLB is sweet. I like watching MLB playoffs. I love going to live baseball games. They're so awesome. And they're cheap. Yeah. You can go to a Mariners game for like 30 bucks. Really? Damn. Not in the playoffs. No. And they're going to make the playoffs this year for the first time in 21 years. Isn't that crazy? 2001 was the last time they made the Are playoffs. Are you serious? The and Mariners. They're right, right now they're in a, in a wild card position and looking pretty good. So they're oh, probably making oh. the playoffs. But uh, yeah, playoff sports any playoff sports nba mlb uh i don't think i've been to an nhl playoff game but nhl fucking sucks so dude I, I honestly think like the the way the nfl works the way it's scheduled makes it so much more interesting everyone plays one game a week exactly you can watch it it's an all-day event you keep up with all the stats and everything right dude Where, where's baseball they're playing like you said they're playing what is 182 games a year listen to this the nfl Beat. They beat. They were in a full-on two-horse race, yep. and they beat God. They beat God for Sunday. They owned <laughs> yes, they Sunday, did. Right? Yes, they did, yeah. God, like, God used to own Sunday. Not anymore. 1940s, 50s, 60s, 70s. People would go to church, wake up Sunday morning. They would fast. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. Go to church, pray, do the sign of the cross, see you later. And then, like, fold up a palm, put it on your wall. Come home, kneel down, pray, fast. The NFL beat them. Yeah. yeah. For owning Sunday. They beat God. Yeah. It is unbelievable how, like, literally, back to the comment that Brady made, we're sitting at this bar at 1 p.m. on a Monday. He's like, does no one in the city work? Yeah. <laughs> the bar is full. Dude, and there's thousands of people just walking by wearing Seahawks jerseys heading down to another bar, like, towards the stadium, right? People are pumped for week one, man. I feel like the NFL gives you a chance to to miss it. Like you miss the NFL because it's not every day. So when it does come, you really, really appreciate it. We were talking before we got on the podcast today of like, we're planning our weekly schedules around watching the yeah. football games. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like we do other podcasts and we're talking about, we need to avoid Thursdays and Monday nights because that's when the football games are and we want to watch the football games. So we're going to do the other podcast on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Yeah. And we, I mean, in the big scheme of things, in the USA, we are a, a lower level NFL fan. Yeah. 
I would Some of these so. people live, sleep, breathe their team. Dude, right? throwing fantasy, man. Throw, yeah. It gets it's, so crazy. Yeah. Throwing gambling every weekend, dude. These, yeah. We are, grand, we barely man. know anything. <laughs> dude, I get, I get so mad at myself. I've been to Vegas like three times and each time I have a hundred dollar budget <laughs> and I'll go to a poker table because I, I like playing poker with my buddies. Yeah. It's, it's a very fun, like mental game. And so I go to a poker table and I'll like lose a hundred dollars and I'll be fucking furious yeah, at myself, hey, right? Hey. This guy put thirty thousand dollars on one out of all game. <laughs> one week, eh? This guy wow. does it every week, probably. He, but he probably had multiple games. Yeah, this was just right, the money night game, right. right? He probably had Sunday bets too. I don't know. And you just go to the game that you have the most money bet on. Is that how it works? That's that's what I said. I I said which game are you going to next week? Yeah. And you just start laughing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you flew here from San Fran. Just because you bet on this game, he's like, "Yeah, of course, man." Okay, well, which game are we going next? And he just said, "Laugh." So good. But. <clears throat> the, okay, what is your? Oh, you want to talk about Russell Wilson a little bit, and mm. so I'll I'll uh, preface your conversation about him with this: is I didn't know what to expect in terms of Seahawks fans wearing Russell Wilson jerseys. Mm-hmm. I anticipated, I mean, jerseys are expensive. They're like 150 or 60 bucks US. So I anticipate a lot of people not wanting to just purchase a new jersey because the guy who's been the guy forever, who I would guess 75% of jersey sales in the last five yeah. years were yeah. Russell Wilson I, jerseys, yeah, right? for sure. So most people that are at games are wearing Russell Wilson jerseys for the last few years. I would guess most of them aren't buying a new jersey for this year. Mm-hmm. So I anticipated to see a lot of Russell Wilson jerseys. But as soon as we walk in the stadium, you start seeing some hilarious shit. Yeah. Hilarious, right? Yeah. People are wearing the Wilson jerseys, but there was one with like a big red X on his back. <laughs> there was one with just like a, a duct tape through the Wilson. So yeah. it just said number three. Yeah. There was one who like cropped out uh, or like put a piece of duct tape on the W-I-L. So it said son. And then he put something else in front, like Ander. Gotcha. I don't know if that was his name or something. Like Weird. Anderson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something else. And so it was actually quite funny to see the creativity with the Wilson jerseys yesterday. Because people don't want to wear them. No. Fuck this guy. Dude. I, I yeah, that's I said I won't wear it again. I ordered a new jersey this year just because I only have a I have a Jamal Adams jersey. And then uh my other two jerseys are Russell Wilson. And so I'm, I'm like, I'm keeping them for sure. I'm not mm-hmm. definitely not giving them up because I think they're gonna be like, like they're gonna be some shit that you give your grandkids. This is what I think. Yeah, because right? it comes back. He yeah. won a fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, the first Super Bowl with the Seahawks. In 50 years, when we're in our 80s, Carl. Yeah. And we are still. I know that you're becoming a big Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks, baby. But when cool. we're Seahawks fans, season ticket holders. In the 80s, they are in our 80s. They've changed <laughs> their jerseys like another four times. Yeah, yeah. We're going to look back at these jerseys as like the vintage epic prime time of the Seahawks. When the Seahawks got good, mm-hmm. right? This was the turning point. And Russell Wilson was the guy that did it, right? The Super Bowl champ, man. He, uh, he is the best player in the franchise history and he won our first, first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is going to be. Pretty cool, epic stories to tell your grandkids. Right now, it's so tough because, like, it's you love the Seahawks. It sucks to see him leave, 
But like he he's done so much, and once he retires, I think people will start appreciating it again. And it, yeah, like you're saying, I I would bet a lot of money on his number three getting retired in the Seahawks Stadium when he when he retires from football, going up on the Wall of Fame or whatever. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's uh, he's this he's 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 a strange cat, right? Like in terms of, I always get very. The whole God thing and everything. Yeah. And like, what is, I'm trying to think of the right word. Like religious. It's annoying spiritual. almost to hear professional athletes in, in interviews get asked about the game. I, Man, like what a great fourth quarter drive. Yeah. You hit Tyler Lockett on that, you know, corner in the end zone to win the game. Uh, can you like share what went through your mind in the huddle on the, you know, on that last play? Like all, all glory to God, man. Glory to God. <laughs> what the fuck, fuck are, are we talking, talking about? about? Man, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. I'm with you there. And so that turns me off a little bit from athletes. Yeah. And Russ was a bit like that. Yes, he was. But at the same time, he, I respect so much how hard he worked. I respect a lot how optimistic and positive he was his entire career in Seattle. Like last year was a rough year and every post-game interview was... Yeah, we get, we're we're getting better. We got a lot to work on. Um, we're gonna go beat the Rams next week. You know, yeah. like yeah, I like that. I it's cringeworthy. That's what I was looking for. Cringy, cringe, yeah, cringeworthy. When you, I'm not a Packers fan at all. I I I appreciate watching Aaron Rodgers because I think he's a very special human being. But it's cringy watching a top tier quarterback in the in the world calling out his rookie receivers in week one. And Russ never, ever, ever did that. Ever. So I respect a lot, like, his uh, team mentality, too. Yeah, man, it sucks for those young receivers watching that, right? Because, like, does your quarterback trust you? So strange, does he want right? to like, keep developing and get better? or is he? Is this guy's it? 38. I'm 22 years old. I'm yeah. a first year in yeah. the league. I'm trying to fucking figure this shit out. I'm I mean, going from Tulsa. Yeah. Or, you know, like, a mediocre yeah. school. The Packers gave, lost their best receiver, so someone's got to fill to in. To the now. fucking league, man. Yeah. The step from college football to the NFL is unbelievably unfathomable for most people to even think about, right? Mm -hmm. The speed, the athleticism, the size of world. these human beings. Yeah. You're taking the top 1% from the NCAA and you're putting them all together on a team. And now these 22-year-olds yeah. are expected to compete against that. And your 38-year-old superstar, famous quarterback... Who you've been idolizing? Yes, yes. For your entire like, you were in grade three and you bought a fucking Aaron Rodgers jersey because he was the man in Green Bay, and now you're playing with him and he's calling you out after game one. I don't know. I think that's weird. Do you think Green Bay suffers from that? Do you think one hundred percent man subpar team this year? One hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's gonna be the same shit in Green Bay as it's been for the last handful of years. In that they'll. Be around their division lead. Minnesota looks pretty decent. Yeah. So Minnesota could win that division, but they'll be around their division, probably like 10 and 7. Mm -hmm. If the like offense figures it out, maybe they're 11 or 12 win team and they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs again. Yeah. I see that. You have to buy in, man. NFL is, is more than anything else that like the sum of the parts is so much more valuable than an individual. Yeah. Basketball, 
is much more individual. Yes, it is. LeBron James can just you dominate just hold a, the ball a basketball and go one on one or whatever, right? Totally. Force matchups. Yeah. One guy in the NFL is like hilariously invaluable because he needs the ball to do something. Because there's so many aspects of the, fo- of the football game, right? Yeah. Like if you're a quarterback and your offensive line sucks and you have one second to throw the ball, you can't do anything. But even like the best receivers in the world are like if like you're a receiver and you're a receps- mediocre quarterback, yeah. yeah, and you only get two touches a game, you exactly. can't do anything. Correct. Yep. If you're the best linebacker in the world, but your D-line sucks and you're tackling the guy at seven yards every single play, sure, you get a lot of tackles, but your team's going to lose, yep. right? Mm-hmm. If you're the best kicker in the world, but your quarterback only puts you in the position to kick a field goal once a game, your stats aren't going to be that good, right? Yep. There's so many different variables in the NFL, which is why it is such a good sport. It's so much fun. It's so entertaining. It's so Nothing good. like it, dude. Nothing like it. It's obsessive. I think we talked about most. Uh, what else? Is I want to. Do you have anything else to say about um, Russ? Uh, I don't know. My big thing with like, do you remember the quote I said at the beginning of the year? If the Seahawks win, then we know Russ sucks, and if they lose, then we know it's Pete. And here we are. We saw a lot of the same stuff on the Denver Broncos from Russ that we saw with Seattle. Just super inconsistent, not like the best, uh, you know, on an offensive drive. You you don't see 11 plays down the field. You see four or five with like a, someone making a crazy play. And I think that's Russ. I don't know if he's a fucking top five, top, I don't know, quarterback in the league. Like how far can you see Denver going with him? Okay, I have a few. My first comment is... is our defense is not good. No. <clears throat> it's not a top 10 defense in the NFL. And so to put up 16 points in week one is, is alarming. Terrible. Against rookie QCB, yeah. But my rebuttal to that is they fumbled the ball twice on the goal line. So let's say in a normal week, those two fumbles don't happen. We're in trouble. That's yeah. 14 points. Yeah. So the game is 30 to 17. And then you're probably thinking... Russ's stat line looks pretty good. He's 28 for 42 or whatever it was, 340 yards, a touchdown, and they won by pretty handily. A couple of touchdowns, yeah. Football is so strange like that, right? Like one play can completely change the outcome of a football game. Yeah. It's rare in in other sports that that can happen, right? Yeah. In basketball, it doesn't really happen. One play, no. One play doesn't matter. No. In tennis, that doesn't happen. No. In, in, in golf, one swing can change the outcome of a round, absolutely. In baseball, one bad pitch can be a home run, and that can change the outcome of a game. But like the, the uh, what is the right word? The epicness, the uh, whatever, epicness, that's mm-hmm. a good word. The epicness of one play changing the outcome of, of the momentum or like, is is crazy. That first fumble on fourth and half like half a yard. Yeah. Was huge for the momentum for the Seahawks in the it second half. It was huge. Half. They scored zero points in the second half. Yep. Their defense was like we said, bend not break, but like they gave up a lot of yards, but they only gave up three points. Only a field goal. That's it. So, so on one hand, you're like pretty impressed. 
Giving up 16 points to a team that is supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. Yep. I like it. I like it too. But do we know what happened to Jamal Adams? After the game. with his knee. So after the game, game I heard uh, it is a serious quadricep injury. I think they're saying six to eight weeks. So he tore to eight weeks. Does that mean he tore his quad and he has to have surgery? Or like what what does that mean? That's a great question, Daddy. Because that's what uh, I think someone said in the quad tendon injury. Yeah. Quad tendon. What the fuck? So he must have ripped it. It was such a strange play. I watched uh, the YouTube actually does really good highlights. It's like a, it's like a 10, 10 minute summary yes. of the whole game. And you see every single play, everything that matters. It's, yep. it's so good. Yeah. So I watched that today and, and I watched that specific play four or five times and he comes on a blitz down the middle yep. and gets to Russ and Russ kind of throws it away and it was an incomplete pass. Mm-hmm. And it looked so harmless and then he gets up hobbling and goes off and that was it. And I watched him in real time, hobble off the field. And I was like, what the fuck happened, man? And then watching the replay of it, it seemed so harmless, like they're, nothing. They're calling it a serious injury, man. What the fuck does that mean, though? I get, Why can't they give us more information? Serious quadricept. Yeah, what does that mean? He's going to amputate his leg, man. It's so <laughs> serious. Yeah, I wish they were a bit more specific. I heard uh, earlier today that it was going to be four to six weeks. Serious knee injury now, it says on Sportsnet. It's your quads attached to your knee. But... Yeah, I don't think there's anything super specific. It fucking sucks for Jamal Adams, man. Like every year he's been dealing with every random ass injuries. Year. And do you think he's just, he's one of those guys that just plays so hard, right? Do you think he's going to be like a Chris Carson where his career is cut short because of the way he's, he plays? Or I, I mean, if you go by what the last couple of years <laughs> have looked like, it's, it's inevitable almost. I think you'd be dumb to bet the opposite. It's so frustrating. Mm. It's, I mean, typically, typically a strong safety is not a long lasting position no. because they're taking a lot of force. It's a lot of one-on-ones, right? right? Well, the, the, the free safety position is mostly coverage and when you're, and, and corners. And when you're in coverage, you're not getting hit hard. No. But when you're strong safety, especially the way Jamal Adams plays is yeah. a lot of blitzing uh, a lot of like read coverage, which means like if you read run, you're sprinting towards the football. Yes, and you're collisioning yep. every single play. every time. Versus a corner, when like someone catches a ball, you're wrapping up their ankles it's a tackle. and you're just falling down. Right? And how many catches is your receiver getting? Five, six a game, right? Sure, but but even like if the running back breaks through the linebackers and you're true. a DB yep. tackling them, you're usually just cutting their legs. You're not fucking going in head to head. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that it seems like every tackle Jamal Adams get is it gets is like a high collision tackle. <laughs> is that the phrase we're using? You heard it. This is what Pete Carroll said. He hurt his knee, and he's going to have to get some work on that. I don't know the extent of it yet, but Thanks, I know Pete. I know it's serious. Just breaks your heart. <laughs> of course, Pete says that he loves the game so much. We're going to miss him. <laughs> course Pete. thanks thanks for saying fucking nothing nothing absolutely <laughs> nothing so uh how do we feel about pete this year because earlier this season we Too were early to tell. we were upset that we like all russell wilson and we kept pete because we thought that he was the one to, like stalling the offense and not letting him do whatever he wants mm. 
But now we see this game. <clears throat> I feel like P got everyone, a lot of the young guys ready for this game. How do you feel? <clears throat> as, as your feelings change about Pete this year? Or is this no, my feeling is the exact same. My feeling is Pete Carroll is a phenomenal head coach mm -hmm. as a hype man. Yeah. But he needs to have an excellent O coordinator and D coordinator that are allowed to have free reign of what they do. Yeah. So when he tries to control one of those aspects of the football team, that's when the the ship, ship goes sideways, right? Because it's predictable. Yeah. But yeah. he is one of the best. Who's better at hyping guys up and no being one. a fucking cheerleader, right? I don't think any that's coach your... has more energy than him. Dude, like it's, he's the oldest. Yeah. He turned 70 uh, in two days, September 15th. Crazy. I know. We looked it up on the way there because I was saying, <clears> I'm pretty sure he's like 68. Because he's the oldest coach in the league. He's turning 70 in two days. And he is fucking jumping around, dancing, fired up along the sideline. He is. They scored that first touchdown to Disley, and he's running down the sideline, fist pumping like this towards the end zone. It's so cool. And so my I don't think my opinion has changed. I think he is really good in his lane mm -hmm. as long as he stays there. If he tries to take over the offensive play calling, this is when shit goes sideways, and this is when he needs to either get a talking to or see you later. Do you think that's right? what was happening over the last couple of years? Seemed like it. Do you think it's Russell Wilson or do you think it's Pete Carroll? Um... I don't think Russell Wilson was a problem. No. Okay. I never thought that. Uh, I thought the protection Russell Wilson got was a problem. Mm -hmm. But I don't, yes. think, yeah. I don't think he was a problem. I think any time, I mean, any time that he had time to throw the football, he's making really good decisions. You think so? It's, yeah, man. How many fucking times did he get sacked and hit last year? Dude, when you have oh, no O-line, it's, it's so hard. I, it's so hard. You can even see, like, watching the game, there was a few, like, here's our weaknesses this year, mm -hmm. I think. I think our QB is a weakness. Mm -hmm. He had a pretty solid start to the year, but we scored 17 points. Didn't show up at all in the second half. In most games in the NFL, 17 points is not winning the no. game, right? No. They had zero points in the second half. First half looked awesome. Really efficient, really simple. Second half was very few yards. Uh, third down went to shit from mm -hmm. six and eight to like six of eight to like O of or one of like seven or something like that. The second half, yeah. And they scored zero points. So <clears throat> is that the play calling? Is that the people that are in the position to make plays? Is that the offensive line for not giving enough time to Gino? I'm not sure. It's too time. early. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. um, what was your original question? <clears throat> Is Pete the problem? Yeah. How do you like feel about him going forward? Are we trying to develop the team with him? Or do you feel good about that? Well, I mean, like, how many years are you looking down the road? Because like, in a few years, he's going to be in an old age home. Is he <laughs> and he's going to have to get fucking carted onto the field. Dude, is he going to be like 80 coaching from a wheelchair or I what? <clears throat> I don't know. If I was to guess, I think Pete has two years left. Yeah. Solely because I just think they're going to miss the playoffs the next two years. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really fun week one. But are they going to win the division? The Rams looked like trash week one. Uh, Stafford is a piece of shit. But they're probably going to win the division. Mm-hmm. Yep. Their defense is so good. 
They have so many good players on defense. As we're talking about like jersey sales. Like, whose jersey are you buying on the Seahawks defense? Jamal Adams. Jamal who, Adams. But he plays three games a year. Quandre Diggs. Quandre Diggs is the unsung hero of the Seattle Seahawks in the last few years. And that's why I bought a jersey at Quandre Diggs that'll be here next week. So I should be wearing it next week and I can't wait. The. But who else? You look at. Noosu, so, baby. Dude, some of, the, some of the corners look so bad. Yeah. We look at uh, Woolen, who is our. Is there a first round pick? First or second round pick this year? I think it was a first round pick, mm -hmm. Tariq Woolen. Mm -hmm. And he's young. It's going to take some time to get adjusted to the NFL. I totally get that. But there's a few plays where he just looks turned around. And it's I just lost, man. Mike there, Jackson. Yeah. There's just, it just seems like the speed of the game is faster than he's ready for yet. Mm -hmm. And if you're drafted in the first round, I assume your potential and athleticism and, and skill is good enough that it's, you're going to figure it out soon. Yeah. But yes. in week one, he wasn't good. No. Uh, the other guy, man, number eight. Uh, the other no corner? he's like for some reason he was and maybe just Russ was targeting him when he was on the field because mm -hmm. on our depth chart he's listed as a fourth uh, string corner mm -hmm. but he got beat a few times where like the coverage was just shocking so bad eh? yeah. didn't didn't look back was just like running with his head down I don't know so I weaknesses D-line, more pressure. And losing Jamal Adams hurts the D-line a lot because he's like an extra D-lineman that blitzes a lot. Pressure on the quarterback is... Do you think it's the most underestimated thing in, in the NFL? Dude, it's so important. Like, this so changes important. the entire yeah. scope of a football Your game. The entire offense's plays, whatever is run, their best guys getting open versus not letting so the play develop. So much of offense is timing, right? Yes, yeah. It's read plays. It is It is quick breaks on... on uh, on routes from receivers or tight ends. And the quarterbacks are looking for specific guys and they know what they want. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So when you have time to check to the third Wild guy, tooth. like you're going to make good, the good quarterbacks in the league are going to make good decisions all the time. You just have more options. But when someone's in your face after looking at the first guy and you're like forcing a throw over there, that's when you make mis mistakes or incompletions. Also, I feel like your play calling changes because you can't run plays that require more time to develop, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So your playbook is limited. Yeah. 100%. That's such a good point. So I think that, I mean, like that's a place where the Seahawks have lacked for a few years mm -hmm. and it doesn't, it didn't seem to get better. I think Russ was sacked twice. Um, Stats wise, yeah. But it wasn't like there's a lot of pressure on him. And again, I think the 16 points is a little bit of a fabrication in terms of how the game actually went because of the two fumbles on the goal line. Like, how often does that happen? Never. In football game? Two fumbles and from two different running backs. The, oh, yeah, the odds are crazy. And fuck Quandre Diggs, man. Do you see that drop in the first quarter? That's in the end zone? Remember that? So, Russ was kind of scrambling and threw it to the corner of the end zone. And uh, Quandre, like, over the shoulder at the back of the end zone and just went straight through his hands. Those types of plays, man. Those are the those are the plays that change football games, right? Yeah. Someone yeah. drops that pass, you're like, 
as a quarterback, as an offense, you're like, all right, here's another chance. Here we go. Versus if that's intercepted, you're in. running off the field behind. Yeah. Complete we're down, devastation. We're yeah. down seven nothing. We just turned the ball over. Shit. We're in a hole. Dude, turnovers in football are the big, like crazy big. Like there's nothing, no turnover in any other sport counts as much as football. It's wild, man. The excitement in a fan watching an NFL game of like your team scoring a touchdown and your team getting a turnover, yeah. it's almost more exciting for getting a turnover, right? Yeah. Like pick sixes are the biggest oh, thing, man. man. You get so pumped. Oh, it's just, yeah. yeah. And then the defense comes right back, right? In round two. The NFL is so good. So good. Every game I go to, I think like, why don't I do this more often? This is so, this is the best. You never have a not bad time. It's always a good time, right? Even like, I've been to a handful of losses in the last few years. And even those, man, the atmosphere, the like, the noise, the feeling when you wake up the next morning and drive home and you can't talk, you're like, man, that was fun. You're still like shaking. (laughs) Adrenaline's going. In the car this morning on the ride home, I said to Brady, I was like, man, I can barely talk. My throat is so sore. We must have had a good time. (laughs) It's so loud. There's so many good athletes that you get to see, right? Like even the one Vikings game we went to, like we got to see Stefan Diggs, who's like a, a top five wide receiver for the Bills now. Amazing. Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs, yeah. right? So many cool guys <clears throat> to see. And you like, the athleticism is unreal in the NFL. There's nothing like it. Watching those linemen warm up against each other is the craziest thing I think I've still I've ever seen. Those guys are such freaks, man. Freaks. They're 6'5", 330 pounds, and they are faster than anyone. Move like track athletes, man, you see in college. It's crazy. A human being should not be able to move that fast. <laughs> but these guys have it figured out somehow. When you see them in street clothes, like wearing a hoodie after the game, you're like, man, that guy looks like Thor. Like all of them. All of them, right? How do you drive a car? They're like way like, taller than you. Yeah. They're way thicker than you. They're like, if you measure the thickness of my shoulder, oh and my then you God. go to like an elite tight end in yeah. the league, yeah. their thickness of their shoulders are like three times. It's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> Yeah. That's why we're obsessed right there. That's why. It's just like, it's the elite humans playing a crazy, barbaric sport. They just try to kill each other. This is why I don't, back to soccer. You can't fucking respect soccer. In any way, right? Just from what they call their matches to like, the people diving on Dude, every fucking play. When you compare it to the NFL, it's a fucking joke. Dude, can it's you imagine? Joke. It's a if joke. we went to a Sunday and uh, last night, if we went to the Monday night football game where Russell Wilson is coming back and we we're talking, we we're calling it a friendly. Dude, I have so many things about soccer too. <laughs> but it's like, okay, so sweet. We go into overtime and now we're going to play a little mini game that has nothing to do with the rest of the sport to see who wins yeah. the game. We're just going to take chip shots at the goalie. Yeah, and the goalie <laughs> has no chance, so it just depends on you. It's so fucking weird. Soccer people out there are like, fuck you guys. Because of pricks, you don't know anything about soccer. Don't, well, be, don't listen to a football podcast. We know a bit about soccer. We played soccer. I played soccer. I've watched soccer. I've been to soccer games. It's not the same as the NFL. It's, not even goddamn no, close. no. The entertainment value of the NFL is unlike anything else. It's unlike anything else, man. The 
the uh, experience, the noise, the feeling in that in that stadium is different. Like I went to a PGA event this year, which is really cool, so much fun. It is just so different. Nothing compares to that feeling experience of being in the Seahawks stadium when 70,000 people are screaming as loud yeah, as they can because Russell Wilson is taking a snap under center for the Broncos. Like, it's so cool. You guys broke some records last night for the Actually? DB meters loudness. Yeah. I think it was like the loudest it's ever been in like seven years or something crazy. Really? Something crazy huh. like that. Yeah. On the way home, we uh, took that like train back to our hotel, which is like 20 minutes. There was, uh, it is hilariously jam-packed in that thing. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about COVID in that no, thing. No, dude, dude, come on. It's like the SkyTrain on the way home after like Canucks, Canucks games yeah, times yeah. 10. Yeah, like crazy. Like people are shouldering each other trying to get into the train. So like you're just squeezing in. Anyway, there's thousands of people in the little train. Um, there's a family, it was like a mom and dad and their son was probably like 12 or 13 all wearing Broncos jerseys and they're uh, standing right beside us. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think the son was pretty upset. I don't know if it was like his first NFL game ever and he's wearing a uh, Broncos Wilson jersey. Of course, yeah. And his dad is like, it's okay, it's okay. It's the only first game of the year, like consoling him. And uh, and like having a few Bud Lights, I chime in. Like it gets pretty loud in there, eh? <laughs> to them. And and the dad looked at me and, and seriously, he's like, is it always that loud? Or was it just because Russ came Yeah, back? people like, are not used to it. I was like, dude, it's it's always yeah. that loud. Yeah. And he's like, that was insane. <laughs> I heard Denver had a lot of fans. Yeah. There was a lot of orange. Yeah, there's always a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I think the NFL fans travel. They and do. fans are I all know. over the country, right? Yeah. yeah. Like there's Seahawks fans all over the country. Like prime example, these guys that... Um, Got season tickets last, uh, this year. Two are from Alaska. One's from Boise, Idaho. Like they're just all over the place, mm-hmm. and they're season ticket holders. They're yeah. fucking traveling every game. But even if you follow your team for every away game, what is that? Eight games, right? Exactly. So it's not that it's not that crazy. Exactly. And you're not going to all of them, but like, <clears throat> if you live in Arizona and your favorite team is the Seahawks, and they're playing in San Fran, like it's a it's a it's quick close. trip. Yeah, a right? couple hours a quicker trip than going to Seattle or whatever. It is, uh, it's so cool. I'm going to be in California in November, late November. And I'm like, obviously I'm looking at this, the Seahawks schedule. Yeah, yeah. And they you play see the Rams. So they play the Rams. Yeah. In but, LA on yeah. December 4th. Yeah. And I'm there. You could do uh, the Raiders too, right? In Vegas. That's a long drive though. Is That's it like a, four and a half hour drive. Oh, shit. To Vegas and LA is two hours. So really? LA is, it's like quicker than getting to Seattle. Come here. So I'm already game planning that. I've already looked at tickets. Already looked at hotels. That'll be cool. <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> Watching the game in an away, right? You're going to walk you the never, jersey or what? One, dude, 100,000%. <laughs> you talk shit back? I think if you're like old school Oakland Raiders and you're wearing a Seahawks jersey, like, there's like a 50-50 chance you don't make it out of the state. <laughs> you might be a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think in LA, I think it'll be totally fine. People just talk shit to you, right? But uh, it's just part of the game. Honestly, right? man, in Seattle, it's actually so fun. I'm I'm a big Seahawks fan. And when people are wearing other jerseys, I just chat with them. Yeah. 
Right? Like, okay, so the one guy on my right was uh, the guy who bet 30 grand in the game. And then the guy on Brady's other side, there was three people wearing Broncos jerseys. So we were just chatting with them the whole game. Where are you from? Oh, we're from Denver. Grew up in Denver. Like, that's why they're Broncos fans. And you just, I don't know, it's kind of cool. It's cool to, like, I don't, I don't give a shit that they're Broncos fans. Who gives it? You learn people's like, histories because totally. you guys both love the teams. Why do you love these exactly. teams, right? It's just things that connect on. I care about. Yeah. I, I appreciate people like being long-term fans of a, of a team. Yeah. If you're, uh, whatever, if you're like a fucking bullshit Patriots fan, like there has been the last 15 years, these pieces of shit who just love the people that win, it's annoying. Yeah. But if you like, you're like, yeah, man, there's been some rough years. With and then fucking that, Peyton yeah. Manning came and we won a Super Bowl and it was the best. And then, and then he left and, and then back down. Yeah. And then we were the worst team in the league. <laughs> we won two games. And it was rough, but we went to three games that year. There's so much fun. You know, like you yeah. just like hearing their stories. Yeah. The NFL is so crazy, man. Like people will budget their falls. They'll be like, okay, me and the wife, we're going to like, <laughs> we're going to eat chicken salads for the next three weeks so that we can get tickets to this epic game and like stay in a hotel downtown that night. And like, it's such an event every single week. And mm-hmm. that's why the NFL is so cool. They, the what is it now 17 games instead of 16 17 games a year is man it's got to be the baseball thing i get like there's 81 home games how much money their owners making per year when a lot of fans are coming that many times but the from the fan experience and just like the uh emotional roller coaster you go through week in week out and like losing a close game like if the Hawks, if they made that field goal, that 64-yard field goal on the buzzer, and the Seahawks lost, what would it have been, 19-17? Yeah. Like it would be it would be five or six days of like anxiety just yeah. waiting, man. Yeah. Like, man, they were so close to beating a really good team. We A lot of optimism going to next week. We're playing a division rival of the 49ers next week. I can't wait till Sunday. Like I can't just, wait. Like baseball, like an individual game just doesn't mean as much, right? Who, like, you lose the night before, great. You're playing in the afternoon the next day, so it'll yeah. be over. It's different. You don't sit in, in the that misery. You don't get to feel it out. You don't get to experience it as much, totally. right? It's on to the next day right away. Imagine the guys and the coaches, right? Like, this is their Did entire livelihood. Watching highlights, what went wrong, and trying exactly. to dig, like, analyze the game and figure out for next week. It's, you don't just move on. Because, you know, basketball, we play basketball, right? Always just look forward to the next game, right? Yeah. It's, it's a little bit different than the NFL it's, when it's a week. And every game, because there's only six, 17 games, right? Yeah. And the the difference between making the playoffs and, and missing the playoffs is is that like I that one, one field game. goal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes, like, it is. Like if the Seahawks, fit, I'm more optimistic now than I was 24 hours ago on the potential of being competitive in we their division. Flashes, yeah. Totally. The first half, offensively, they look pretty decent, right? Ooh, let's go. Yeah, Put yeah. two of those together, and they're yeah. scoring 30, 33 points in a game. Yeah. Boom. You're winning 11, 12 games a year. Mm-hmm. And then you're easily in the playoffs. So the uh, – but the difference in that one field goal, if he made that field goal, and then the team finishes 9 and 8 instead of 10 and 8 or, ten, or whatever – Nine and <laughs> nine and eight instead of ten and seven. Yeah, that that's the difference between making the playoffs. Yes, like it's yeah. such a small margin yeah. in the MLB. There's so many games that if you have a losing streak of nine in a row, 
it doesn't matter if you win the next five in a row, right? right? Like there's too many games. Right. But if you lose two or three in a row to start the season, you're like, oh, fuck. That's trouble. Yeah. In the NFL, that's trouble. And now you're behind in the division. And there's right? a bunch of teams that are Super Bowl contenders, quote unquote, that lost this week that are now like fucking stressing about Jesus. We better win next week. Are we starting 0-2? This is a tough place to come back to yeah. from in our division, right? Yep. <clears throat> There's a lot like that. And man, that's why the NFL is so good. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> like the... A good example is the Bengals, right? Cincinnati, yeah. So they lost in the Super Bowl last year. You, one would assume, having most of their guys come back, that in their clubhouse, they're talking about like, we're getting back to the bowl and we're going to win this year. They're good. Joe Burrow is fun to watch. Mm -hmm. They lost week one. Yeah. In their division, they have the Pittsburgh Steelers who are 1-0. Yeah. They have the Baltimore Ravens who are 1-0. And they have the Cleveland Browns who are 1-0. So automatically, they're starting a game behind now. Life is right? much tougher, yeah. If they lost two in a row, then you start like, it's almost like panic time. Three in a row is like, you're like, oh, if, fuck, what draft pick are we going to get next year? Because <laughs> now you're a six. Oh and three, I mean. Even if you win the next three, you're six games in and you're a 500. You're in a mediocre team almost halfway so through the season, right? Like, three games in a row in the NFL is hard. It is hard. It is hard. Teams get entire weeks to prepare for you, right? It's completely different, man. It's such a good sport. Is the best division in football this year the AFC West, which is the Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders? Yeah, I think so. Who's the fourth team? Uh, Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Raiders, okay, sorry. Raiders are probably a 500 a, team again. Do you think so? Yeah. People have so much hype for the Raiders every, every year, but year. does Derek Carr... It's the same shit as the uh, Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like unwarranted hype. Just these popular teams with the crazy fan bases, right? And you hear I think so. About, yeah. And then... Honestly, the Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns division might be, the, pretty second, good. Might be the second best. I hope the, the Cincinnati figures their shit out. I really like... It was fun to watch them go on that run last year. It was really fun. They have an amazing uh, running back. They have two amazing wide receivers. And if Joe Burrows can figure it out, I mean, they're contenders, right? I think they'll be okay. Shall we uh, wrap up and talk about next year? Or next week. I mean. <laughs> That's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. 2022 is done. <laughs> We're just going to take this one win. <laughs> They're one to know. It sounds pretty fucking awesome to say that, actually. Mm -hmm. Next week, we San Fran, play right? in San, San Francisco. San Fran is coming off a very, very bad loss to the they, 1910. I think they lost to the uh, Bears. The 49ers also don't have a quarterback and they just lost their starting running back for the next six weeks, I believe. Guess what the line is on the Seahawks-Niners game next week? Seahawks, or uh, the Niners, they want the Niners to win, right? That's what it's... Guess what they're favored by, though. Three and a half, four? Ten. The Niners by ten over the Seahawks? Isn't that weird? Well, I'm going to take that under. I know. That's a lot. That Especially after like the defense let the Denver only score 16, they're going to... Interesting. <clears throat> I think it's gonna be less by than ten. My guess for next week is the Seahawks win by three points. I would. I'm with you there. I'm gonna. That would be amazing. Off a field goal. Fuck the 49ers. I think the 
locker room is just fired up right now. Yeah. I think there's a lot of positive energy. That was a huge win. Yeah. And the 49ers huge. are not the same team that they were the, over the last couple of years. Not even close. No. I think, I, I mean, like, watch, it is so frustrating watching some of these NFL people, analysts. We talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just morons talking to morons about bullshit that yeah. they don't really get. They have favorites. They have judge, prejudged, prejudged teams. Yeah. I heard one person on one of these ESPN shows or something preseason say that the 49ers are going to win the division and make it to the Super Bowl. They don't even have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. <laughs> Their running back is they a They have rookie. a decent diva, defense. Yeah. George and Kittles is not the same player. No, not even. No. I personally think they come third or fourth in the division. I think the Rams are better. I think the Cardinals, Cardinals are, are better. Yeah. And then who the fuck knows what happens with Seattle and 49ers. But they're going to, I feel like they're going to be battling for the last two spots and or try to finish third in the division. Mm-hmm. But I just don't fucking understand. That's like me being like Miami Dolphins. They're winning the Super Bowl this year. Why? Yeah. They're just they got Tyreek Hill. That's win. it. They're going to win. Yeah. Their quarterback sucks. Yeah, but they're going to win. Like just for no reason. Just saying shit. Anyway. All right. Predictions next week. Niners. Uh, I say Hawks win by three, and I'm going to say probably, for the Hawks to win, I think it has to be a lower scoring game. I'm going to say 23-20. I think that's pretty safe. 23-20. It's not going to be a high scoring game. Mm-hmm. 24-21? No. No, I, like honestly. I don't think in any game Geno Smith is capable of putting up 35 points. No. He's just so consistent and just sticks to what he knows, right? Conservative. For him to go off, yeah. Rare. No, I th- I'm hoping... Yeah, I'll, I, th- I want to go what you're saying. I think it's a three-point win by the Seahawks. And then it's fucking 2-0. I'm going to be pumped. Get started to the season. That'd be so exciting. How much better than last year? Oh. Did we start in 0-5 last year? I don't think it was that bad. It was a bad start. I think it was, was a bad it, I thought I thought we won our first two games and then it just went downhill. Was it? We started off pretty promising. We were all hype and shit. 2021 Seahawks. I you just forget about these things eh, and move on. <laughs> Dude, they won five games last year. It's hard. <laughs> it's easy. Oh, you know what? You're right. They started off strong, right? You're right. They started like five and one. Right. That's what it was. We, Russell Wilson was in line for the fucking the MVP. The first six weeks were like... Yeah. The offense was crazy. Yeah. And they'd win every game like 38 to 36. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> and then they stopped scoring points. And then the next three games, they were losing 36 to 13. You're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> the defense right? did not adjust at all. Other teams' defense adjusted to yeah. them, and that's what happens. Yeah. Yuck. Uh, schedule. Yeah, man. Russell Wilson is like MVP early on, dude. What happened? Here we go. All right. So they beat the Falcons, then they beat the Patriots, then they beat the Cowboys, then they beat the Dolphins, then they beat the Vikings. So they're five and zero. And then they lost to the Cardinals by three in overtime. I remember, remember that. that fucking yep. painful game. Yeah. They're five and one. Uh yeah. One two three four five five and one. And then they lost to the Bills. Close game actually. And then they lost to the Rams. Then they beat the Cardinals. Yeah, it was such a weird season, man. So weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, well. Optimistic. Very, 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 very fun week one. Yes. The NFL's the best. I'm so excited for week two. Thursday night is a good game, too. Yep. It's been a lot of fun this season, guys. Red, go Hawks. Go Hawks. <laughs>